Welcome, MTFers. This is Miami Total Football Radio. I'm Eric Krakauer, joined by Franco Panizzo. We are recording this week's pod remotely. I'm in my food bunker in Miami. Franco is on his airboat in the middle of the Everglades. Where are you exactly, Franco? Just at home in Fort Lauderdale, man, doing the the social distancing that uh, we all should be doing uh, at this time. I'm pretty sure everybody's doing. Um, And if not, you should be. If you're listening to this and you're not social distancing, social distance. Yeah, not enough people are social distancing. There's always traffic outside uh, my house, and I can't quite understand why. Although I had to go shopping today, and the supermarket was uh, remarkably empty considering what I've had to deal with over the last uh, few weeks. And speaking of weeks, it has been four weeks since our last pod. And like everybody else on the planet, our lives have been essentially jolted to a standstill. We're all leave, uh, we're all uh, sort of living in a Stephen King novel, one where professional sports have been suspended around the globe, except for Belarus, where the Belarusian Premier League keeps on kicking. Uh, not quite sure why. I joke, but This is a terrible and tragic situation that we're all enduring together, and we hope, as Franco said, that you are healthy and staying safe by social distancing. There is no MLS, and it is unlikely that we will have it anytime soon, but Franco, we've decided to record a pod uh, on the uh, league's birthday, by the way, uh, because the Inter-Miami world has kept on spinning, albeit behind closed doors, and you have had your finger on the pulse, uh, churning out stories, uh, a lot of stuff on, on social media. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks now. It's almost been a month since uh, MLS decided to postpone uh, the season or suspend the season. Um, but Inter-Miami is still at work. The players are still uh, on their own, uh, working out and trying to stay ready for when the league does return. Uh, when that happens, I mean, we can get to that a little bit later. Um, a little bit unclear right now, but... Uh, the players have been staying busy. There has been some some breaking news and some news that's come out over the last few weeks uh, with regards to some things off the field. So I think I think now's the the right time to just kind of start getting back into it a little bit more. And uh, you know, since since most people are at home right now and uh, having so much downtime, thought think you know the podcast uh, can help fill in some of that some of those gaps that people might might be having to look to for uh, entertainment or information or um, you know, whatever they call me and you here on speaking to each other about uh, footy. That's right. We're taking advantage of your lack of mobility. And with that, let's get to it. Franco, if you check out all the social media pages of all players around the globe, they are keeping themselves busy, keeping themselves in shape for whenever it is that all the leagues – in our case, MLS, kick off again. You've been staying abreast of everything that's going on. What can you tell us about players of uh, Inter-Miami and how they're dealing with this standstill? Yeah, so uh, they're doing, uh, if, if you haven't been keeping up um, over the last few weeks, which would be understandable, um, you know, Inter-Miami has been, the, uh, the players have been doing workouts individually. Uh, I think some players do do it in groups of twos or threes. Uh, that live close to each other, um, where they essentially just run. Uh, there's some weightlifting involved. There's some uh, tactical homework that they have to do and some, some video footage uh, in terms of the playing style and the tactics that Diego Alonso wants. Um, but for the most part, it's a lot of running, 
a lot of working out on their own uh, at home or any any strip of grass they can find. Um, I, I think it was AJ De La Garza who uh, put on his Instagram just today, you know, that he he found a strip of grass, a long strip of grass on the side of the road uh, on a street somewhere, and he you know he said not ideal, but he put Nike let's like like Nike let's just do it or let's do it or just do it. Um, yeah, terrible spokesperson I am. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the players have been staying busy. Um, you know, this is team-instructed workouts they have, to, they have to meet during the week. Now, again, they cannot uh, head to the training facility unless they are um, injured or rehabbing. And then, you know, they go by scheduled uh, windows. Um, so, you know, they're trying to avoid having, uh, the, you know, groups of people together. Uh, but the players, yeah, I mean, the players are still trying to stay fit. Obviously, not the most fun type of workouts for them. You know, they're, they, they've even said it, you know, all this running is not, uh, you know, what, what they really enjoy. They, you know, they enjoy getting some touches on the ball and training and playing soccer, um, which they're not getting to do right now. But it's part of the, you know, it's part of their job. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think the, the, the craziest anecdote was Luis Robles saying, you know, he doesn't have any weights at home. So for the weightlifting part of his uh, his specialized uh, plan that they have for him, his exercise regimen. He he filled up uh, milk jugs, uh, gallon or two gallon milk jugs, and used those as weights. So um, they're having to get creative, obviously, with how they work out and how they how they make do here. But the players are staying uh, active for when MLS does return. I've actually seen that online, not with players, but with all these, uh, you know fitness gurus that have exploded all over Instagram, everyone trying to outdo the other in terms of all the home workouts that you can do. I, of course, do none of them because uh, I've been irresponsibly lazy when it comes to any physical activity. I do tend to go jogging every once and a while. It's worth noting at this point that the players of any given team in MLS are supposed to remain in the city uh, where their club is located, and in order to leave that area, they need permission. Uh, last I read, uh, from the the league office. Did you hear any any differently or? No, no that's that's the that's still the the latest um, on the MLS uh, training moratorium, which uh, now runs through the end of April uh, or late April. Um, I'm not sure. I don't want to. I don't want to say the player's name. Um, it was not an Inter Miami player, but I don't want to say the player's name who I saw might have uh, initially not abided by that before that was the rule in place, and may have been why the reason why the rule came into place. Um, there was a player I saw not on Inter Miami, different team, who posted on social media when once you know uh, the league was suspended that he like, he went to Orlando, um, went to like the the, the theme parks. And posted some pictures there. Now maybe that was before, but I, I think it was during that first weekend, um, that first break, and you know maybe things like that kind of made MLS have to make it clear that you know you have to stay put, you can't uh, leave out of town unless you know it's an emergency or uh, there's a there's a real specific reason for it. So that I mean that's still the rule as of right now. All right, and everything is finally closed here in Florida. Uh, it took a little bit of time for uh, a decision to be made about sheltering in, but uh, sheltered in we are. And, of course, you and I talked about this um, for for a while after the decision to suspend the league was made that 
this is obviously very difficult for every team, but you look at a team like Inter Miami, a team made up of brand new players. They didn't have that much of a preseason. They're basically back to the very beginning uh, insofar as getting some sort of team identity when they get back together, whenever that is. And, you know, it's not looking good by the projections that we see in the news. Uh, but when they get back together, it's going to be back to square one, essentially, not only for them, but for every team this season. But when you're an expansion team, I think it hits any sort of pause, hits those players in that team the hardest. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, an expansion team uh, to, to get to know one another and to, to find that necessary chemistry on and off the field, you need to uh, be together as a group. And right now, obviously, the, the, the Inter Miami cannot be together as a group. Uh, you know, Diego Alonso, the coaching staff, and all of the roster, they do Zoom meetings uh, throughout the week uh, where they do it as a team and, you know, they try to bond and, and, and keep in touch and keep that camaraderie going. Um, but obviously, they've not, had some FIFA not, games not as well. Excuse me? They've had some FIFA games as well. They've had some competitions with Pizarro winning, I think, the first one. Yeah, they, they, they had a competition, uh, a team-instructed uh, FIFA competition where a handful of players played. I think it was uh, Julian Carranza, uh, Lee Wynn, Rodolfo Pizarro, and Luis Morgan. Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro came out on top. There was some controversy there um, from, what, from what I read and saw. Uh, Luis Morgan was not allowed to play with France despite running with them uh, through most of the competition. In the end, they, you know, there were complaints about France being OP, overpowered, so he had to switch it up, and uh, Rodolfo Pizarro took the, took the W in the end. Um, but, again, the team is trying to, to, to keep that camaraderie. You, know, you see them doing all these challenges on social media. Um, you know, first it was the toilet paper challenge. Now it's the, the new Drake songs ch- challenge. Uh, so you know they're trying they're trying to keep that camaraderie that chemistry going, uh, and obviously some of that's team instructed. Like I said before, some of the players still uh, are, are working out together, two or three. I don't think they're doing it in big groups, obviously. Um, and I mean, yeah, they're trying to keep they're trying to maintain as much as they can, but obviously it's not the same. Um, you know, when you're isolated uh, for the most part, or when you're with just a couple of of teammates as opposed to to the whole group. So uh, you know. There will be another preseason for them um, at this point. It's pretty much safe to say that MLS uh, for all teams will, will before whenever it decides to return and to resume resume the season, uh, there will be a couple weeks at, at a minimum um, for teams to, to try to get back their fitness and their sharpness uh, and all that before games start getting played. And Inter-Miami will, will definitely need to, to capitalize on that. Uh, speaking of the uh, toilet paper challenge, Franco challenged me and about a hundred other people, uh, which I don't think is the way it works on social media, to, uh, challenged me to do the uh, toilet paper challenge. I have not yet done it, but you reminded don't, don't me. Don't even do it out at this point, you know. It's, well, it's, I'm not. I, I'm not. I've waited this. I, you know, I, I've I waited mean, this know long you for a reason. It, so I've been avoiding okay, it. Like, but can I just? The point that I was going to make is the way that you did it reminded me of those uh, really long sort of balloon things that they have at, at car dealerships with the arms that are just uh, flailing around. <laughs> that's what your that's what your legs look like. Hey, I hit all you, 10, bro. I hit all 10. I didn't, you know, know, I haven't seen your video, so t- take 25. Uh, and by the way, just in so far as what we were talking about with players uh, uh, leaving the, the, the city where the teams are located or breaking any sort of uh, 
self-isolation or self-quarantine rule. If you've been following the world of soccer over the last couple of weeks, you've seen that a lot of players have a lot. A few players have been doing that more, most recently. Um, uh, Smoloff, the player from Celta Vigo, who was supposed to be quarantined in Spain, left for Russia for his girlfriend's birthday. We also saw Luka Jovic do the same thing. Kyle Walker had a little bit of a... Uh, an invitation, uh, a very exclusive invitation to his house in, in Manchester that he's been investigated for. So a lot of these players uh, breaking rules. And one thing that has certainly been affected by this uh, pandemic and the way that it is or has essentially put the brake on all football is that the transfer window will also be affected. Now, FIFA came out today, actually, and basically said that the transfer window dates would be changed at some point they haven't quite decided when that is because they don't know when they're playing soccer again and of course when it comes to inter miami that's important because there was talk and franco you you posted a lot about this and you spoke about it on the last pod that inter miami is looking for a third dp and it was in the summer that they were going to look to bring that player in yeah so uh, I mean, how this all affects again, like like you just said, it just depends on um, how everything shakes out, really. Um, but uh, you know, Inter Miami should have options, and it should have options uh, for that player to come for a larger portion of the season. You know, if, if the season had resumed uh, how it was expected, uh, and there was and the, there was some international tournaments this summer, which have been postponed to 2021, the the Euro Cup. And uh, the Copa America, uh, if you're going for uh, international DP forward, there was talk that that player would not arrive until July at some point, and then have to integrate into the group, and then he's only there, uh, you know, for a couple months, handful of games, maybe a do- dozen games uh, at most before the playoffs. So that was part of the reluctance for the team initially about signing a, a DP and waiting until the summer. Now, if you know the season, let's say it starts in June or July. That DP, uh, again, depends on all these moving parts with the European seasons, but that player will be able, assumingly, uh, longer. He'll be around for more games. He'll be able to make a bigger impact. He'll have more time to adjust, and that will obviously help uh, Inter-Miami, which is also, haven't heard anything new. I know a couple people have been asking on social media uh, with with regards to Agustin Almendra before the, this you know this break for the because of the coronavirus happened, uh, Jorge Mas came out and said you know he, he expected a deal for Agustin Almendra the center midfielder uh, to to be done soon. Uh, that obviously did not transpire. It has not materialized. It has not been made official. Um, uh, it was not made official before this break, and now obviously with the break, uh, it still hasn't been announced. So. It, questions as to where that stands will it happen uh once mls resumes will it not happen again all these things are are moving parts um right now with regards to mls and, and and europe and south america and just soccer in general now away from the field inter miami uh has also kept busy uh, away from the, the actual team and the and the, the coaching staff and the main protagonist uh, Inter Miami announced uh, over the past couple weeks they have 
uh, a local broadcasting deal, uh, English language for with CBS. Games will be on CBS4 and MyTV33, uh, the, the games that are not nationally televised. So they haven't announced how many games it'll be specifically, but it seems like it'll be around 10 to a dozen uh, matches that Inter-Miami will have on CBS over the course of the season. It's a good deal uh, for Inter-Miami. It's obviously uh, some big local channels that you know fans will now be able to watch a portion of these games either at home in the comfort of, of their couch, uh, have watch parties with their friends there, or you know go to the bars or go to the the pregame or or the the watch parties that that are being organized by the supporters groups or by Inter Miami itself. So there's a lot of options, and uh, you know it's it's good news for 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 uh, for Inter Miami. It's not 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 one of the TV deals like maybe some other teams have that uh, it's not necessarily on on a channel that's available to to the majority of people. Yeah, and congratulations, by the way, Franco, because you broke the news about CBS before you, anybody thank else. Thank you, I appreciate uh, that. So well done on that. Now, I don't know anything about local networks in Miami because I've been here only three years and I don't really watch local networks. Uh, so, but uh, but this is great that there this is a channel that everybody has access to, and hopefully that will make uh, the team very popular in people's homes. And before this uh, abrupt break to the the season we saw and we actually talked about this that there were a lot of parties the whole viewing party was becoming a cultural thing here not something that is present in every mls market if you want to hear more about that just uh, check out our third episode i think that's when we we talked about it and we have um and uh, we have a new broadcasting team uh, yeah. franco yeah there's a there's a inter miami also announced its broadcasting team. It did that kind of weirdly a week before it announced the CBS deal um, officially. So, uh, you know, it was interesting because they, they announced, you know, so the group is Ray Hudson, uh, Andre Cordero, uh, Kaylin Kyle, and Fernando Fiore, um, recognizable names in the market. Uh, I think they all have done work uh, at BN. I think you've worked with most, if not all of them uh, already. Um, and you know they were announced as as a as a group initially that would was going to enhance the club's digital presence. What that means is a little unclear, um, but you know they will be part of that broadcasting team that will uh, you know commentate on on uh, the, the the games that are on CBS, um, the locally televised matches. What else their roles entail? Seems like they will have more to, on their plate than just that based on the wording in, in the press release when they were announced. But what that exactly is is still still unclear. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll see that. I mean, what, what, did, you, what did you think when you, when you saw the news uh, of these, this foursome? Well, I think it's, it's a, a really good team. Uh, I mean, I know, I know uh, Drake Cordero and, and Ray Hudson very, very well. I've commentated uh, on games with, with both of them. In fact, Dre is my uh, most frequent uh, co-commentator. He does play-by-play. -play. I do analysis. I've also had the privilege of uh, doing play-by-play because -play every once in a while I do uh, the uh, PXP uh, for, for, for short and I called a Real Madrid game with Ray Hudson and that was certainly a highlight of, of, of my career. I've gotten to know Kaylin Kyle uh, pretty well. She has come to do some work this season at BN Sports and I, I don't know Fiore as well uh, but he's he's done work for BN Sports and and 
I've uh, I've talked to him uh, quite a few times. Seems like a, a a very a very nice guy and and somebody who I think will uh, bring a lot of enthusiasm. In fact, he and Ray Hudson will bring a lot of enthusiasm to Inter Miami. But if I can impart anything about these guys, it's that well. Let me let me start with with Drake Cordero and Ray Hudson. Uh, if if they are the the commentary team uh, for Inter Miami. Well, I don't think there is a better commentary team already in in MLS. Um, I mean, I also had the privilege, and he's a very good friend of mine, to work with Kevin Egan, and he and Dan Gargan are very good at at Atlanta United. Um, Drake Cordero, for me, is one of the most polished play-by-play guys in in the U.S. and certainly in the top five of of American play-by-play commentators. Ray Hudson, for me, is the best color commentator uh, in the English language, I know that uh, he 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 is not quite an X's and O's guy in terms of his commentary. He is he knows the game very well, better than better than most uh, professional player for Newcastle and for uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers. But he's the kind of guy who just really enjoys the game. He brings all that energy uh, to the broadcast. So I think those two will be very good. Kalen Kyle is a is a former. Uh, Canadian international. She's uh, a World Cup and um, veteran and, and, and a former Olympian, and she knows the North American game uh, through and through. So this is, a, this is a good team, and these are all very nice people who will make themselves very approachable to, to fans who want to get to know them, I would think, because that's just the way they are on, on, on their you know, average day-to-day. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, obviously, most people will know about Ray Hudson and, and Fernando Fury. Maybe maybe not as much about Kalen Call and, and, and Drake Cordero, but um, for me, the, the the hiring of Drake Cordero um, is quietly, um, arguably, the, the, the best of the bunch. Um, just what he can provide in terms of knowledge of the game, um, you know, his commentary, his analysis, I think, I think that's a home run. I mean, obviously all of them are, uh, are home runs, but I think Dre is quietly will fly under the radar. Uh, maybe people aren't as familiar with him as they are with Ray Hudson or, or Fernando Fury. And I think people will really appreciate what, what Dre Cordero, uh, brings to the table. Um, and Dre will be, and, Sorry, and Andre will be the first to tell you, and he listens to this to this pod that uh, I, I taught him. I taught him everything that he knows about the game. So, uh, <laughs> um, and here's something about 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 Dre, um, and that is that he is a Miami native. Uh, right. You know, you know, he 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 is from Miami. Uh, he 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 loves this city, and I think he represents this city very well. And the fact that he is commentating inter Miami games is where he is supposed to be. So I think, you know, all across the board, I think these were very good picks. And I think that, uh, uh, the average inter Miami fan will be very happy with, uh, the broadcast that he or she will be, will be getting at home. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously again, their, their roles haven't been exactly defined, but based on, you know, the things you can pick up here and there, um, it sounds like, and it seems like, uh, Dre and Ray will be in the booth. Dre and Ray, I like that. Or Ray and Dre, I like that. Um, they'll be in the booth, uh, calling the game. Uh, Kaylin Kyle will be doing sideline. Um, and Fiore will be in the stands getting color from, uh, fans and supporters and just the atmosphere in general. And like you said, he'll, he, you know, it, most people, if, you know, 
if you've been following soccer, if you if you live in Miami or South Florida, you you probably know who Fernando Field is. Um, but if you don't, um, like like uh, like Eric said, he brings a, a you know plenty of enthusiasm and excitement. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, he even uh, tweeted at me when I you know wrote the story and I tweeted out the story about the deal with CBS. The, so just a quick little little rundown. The morning that they announced the broadcasting team. That day, uh, I wrote the story about you know CBS becoming the 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 local broadcast partner, which was announced a week later officially. Um, and Fernando Fioria, you know, I guess in the, in the in the emotion and the excitement, he wrote he tweeted at me again. I guess he saw it and he said, "You have good sources, my friend. Here we come." And uh, that tweet lasted all about five ten minutes before uh, <laughs> I guess someone made him delete that, or he realized he had to delete that since the CBS deal hadn't been announced. Um, I thought I thought it was a funny funny. I had a good chuckle out of that. That was a little funny, you know. Obviously, well, it was it was also confirmation. It was a very quick com- uh, confirmation yeah, that definitely. your story your story was correct and that you were uh, yeah, I, right I just, on the I ball just, about it. I just it. got a chuckle out of it because I was like, you know, I could see him being you know super excited about it. Obviously, it's a big big thing for him and obviously the whole the whole group and him tweeting that out and then maybe getting a text message, you know, five ten minutes later about that tweet and ha- having to having to pull it down and him being like, oh, crap. But, I mean, that's, that's Fernando Fiore. He, he brings that excitement, that enthusiasm. Um, and, and, again, that, that group in general, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what they can do because I, I do think that uh, they knocked it out of the park, um, you know, a, a, as a whole. Inter-Miami uh, supporters should know this, by the way, that Ray Hudson was also the head coach of the um, Miami Fusion yeah. Uh, he coached uh, Valderrama, I believe, when he was there, and he coached uh, Nick Raimondo. Yeah. So uh, this is a guy who has who has been in South Florida for a very long time. He lives South Florida. Uh, and when I said before that he's probably the best color commentator, I actually said he is the best color commentator in the English language. Well, color commentator is actually the perfect term because this guy will bring you uh, the rainbow uh, with all his adjectives and all his allusions to literature and and just his unadulterated enthusiasm for the game. I think this is going to be great, and I actually cannot wait to listen to their uh, first broadcast. It's going to be uh, very good whenever it is that we get to listen he's not, to he's it. He's not everybody's cup of tea, though. That's like that, that's, you know, I definitely had a couple. Of... Is anybody? Is anybody, Franco? <laughs> I mean, listen. I, th- I, think he's, would... I think he's a little more polarizing, though, than, than maybe like some of the other guys or, or some of the other members on the team. Um, I definitely had a couple of friends or a couple of people in the business send me texts about um, how they weren't huge fans of that. But then I got messages from other people that said, you know, that they loved it. So, um, you know, what my word, my my uh, my words for those friends of yours are that you should no longer be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Everybody has tastes. It just so happens that some people have bad taste. <laughs> I mean, if we get bad. Uh, bad reviews uh after this because of that then you know that's it's all my fault i'll just blame you actually we got our first our our, i'm gonna give him a shout out we got our first uh written review by uh a buddy of mine angel uh we worked together uh more than a decade ago um at a job i had while i was at college Um, is that when you were a go-go dancer (laughs) no not quite um uh but he's he was a soccer guy then he's a big soccer fan then um, you know, I told him at that time that, you know, I was still going to Florida Atlantic University. I told him I, you know, I wanted to, to do soccer reporting, soccer journalism. I was writing at the time, getting my, my feet wet, uh, in the business. Um, and he, me and him kind of stayed in contact. Uh, obviously I moved to the Northeast, so me and him kind of 
lost contact a bit, um, but he's he started listening to the show, um, and he he became our Rodolfo Pizarro. He gave us our first written review um, on on a on Apple Podcasts. So uh, thank you, Angel. We appreciate it. And you know, for any other uh, listeners, any other MTFers out there that want to do the same, um, you know, we we. We welcome it. Please give us a review. Um, you know, any feedback, positive, negative, uh, any constructive criticism you have, we, you know, we're, we welcome it. So, um, no, we don't welcome constructive criticism. And Angel, those two <laughs> stars were just not good enough. <laughs> he gave us five. All right. He gave us five. Well, we've come to the end of this, the fifth episode of Miami Total Football Radio. And going forward, I think we are going to try, Franco, to start up the podcast on a weekly basis once again. Of course, that is all dependent on the content and whether there is any. We decided to record this one because there were news uh, to uh, talk about, to analyze. We're not sure what's going to happen over the next few days. But what we will promise you is that anytime something breaks in the Inter-Miami world, we will uh, record a pod and talk about it. But, of course, we're not just um, dropping podcasts. You can also follow us on various uh, social media platforms. Franco, why don't you just list them very quickly? Sure, yeah. So uh, on Instagram, at Miami underscore total underscore football written in the uh, Latino way, uh, F-U-T-B-O-L. On Facebook, it's at Miami Total Football, no underscores. And on Twitter, because of character limitations, it's at M-I-A Total Football. Um, and we do have a YouTube page as well, um, which obviously right now we only have a handful of videos on there from uh, earlier in the season, but we're going to try to get that up and running once, <laughs> yeah. once you just... know things get rolling uh, again. Um, you know, obviously, we, we brought the podcast back to talk a little bit about Inter Miami news that has happened over the past couple of weeks, and we want to try to do it again weekly. Um, granted, of course, you know we don't want to just talk about uh, you know nothing. Yeah, hypotheticals, and you know if, if if there's really nothing of substance going on, so we're gonna play it by ear, but we're gonna try our best to 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 try to talk, have something of substance to talk about. I'm going to do digging. I'm going to try to, to make some calls and see if I can find some news. Obviously, you know, for example, uh, this break uh, comes at a, you know, at a good time for someone like Julian Carranza, who was nursing an injury. He's probably back or close to back being back to full health. But, you know, it's something, uh, you know, we can we can maybe look into over the coming days and see if we can get an update, stuff like that, you know. So if we can... Again, find things of substance to, to speak about. We'll definitely try to. We'll definitely have it weekly. We're gonna try our best. Um, and oh, we're also gonna be doing uh, uh, giveaways and, and maybe contests uh, to give away some Inter Miami gear. Um, you know, I'm 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 open to listening to, from the MTFers what what they think uh, we should uh, give away or, or or raffle or have as part of the contest, whether it's a hat um, or a scarf or um, you know, obviously jerseys are, are a big, a big thing, but not everybody's the same size. And um, I think we'll we'll steer clear from jerseys for now, just to make it something that <laughs> something that something that you know that if somebody wins, they can appreciate it. They can they can use it. They can wear it, or yeah, they can prag- give it to somebody. You know, pragmatism has always been one of your better qualities. Uh, for That's people who. Wow. 
for people for people who would like to receive some of these prizes, maybe leave some uh, leave some very honest reviews. Um, where are they supposed to leave reviews, Franco? <laughs> on uh, you know on Apple uh, Apple Podcast um, uh, iTunes was essentially formerly iTunes. If you can leave us a review there, um, you know maybe we'll do a contest like that. You know again once we get onto the next show and we have a little more time to to brainstorm eric and i will will lay down the rules but you know if if you can leave us a review um it definitely won't hurt your chances that's you know and of course you can also continue following franco panizo not just on the miami total football uh twitter handle but also in his personal twitter handle because he covers um all of the league so if you're interested in anything outside of the realm of inter miami he is uh your go-to guy yeah uh, and don't forget don't forget you can also watch eric on uh on being sports almost daily um not sure why his mug is on, has been put on television but it has um and he knows what he's talking about uh most of the time you have no idea how much makeup i use before i go <laughs> on camera a lot of it not now that i'm recording from home since now we are all that's, social see, that's why that's why when i distancing. tried to video call you you didn't accept it and you just did a regular like internet phone call you didn't want me to see your face now that's i right. understand now i understand that's right i i wasn't all i wasn't dolled <laughs> up franco parting thought before we uh we bid goodbye to everybody uh just uh, happy to be doing this with you again, man. Obviously, I haven't seen you uh, up close and personal uh, in a month, more than a month now. Yeah, um, it's been been wild. Obviously, uh, for everyone, um, stay safe. Obviously, these are tough times. You know, unprecedented times. Uh, so try to stay safe. Social distance uh, as much as you can. I know some people still have to go to work and uh, you know have to go to the grocery store and have things they have to do. But try to social distance as much as you can. Uh, the sooner, uh, or the more we do that, the sooner this will pass and, and the sooner we can get back to, to normal or as normal as we can, um, you know, with soccer starting up again, uh, and, and, and all that. Um, obviously I think that some teams in the German Bundesliga today started training again, uh, in small groups of five. Um, but obviously a, a, a positive bit of news there, uh, especially if you're a soccer, uh, any type of soccer fan. So, um, you know, stay safe, everybody. Hashtag stay home. This is uh, Miami Total Football Radio. Thank you for listening and until uh, whenever. (laughs) 